0: Welcome back everyone. We are The Three Podcasts and we are finally at episode 10. We're getting into those double digits. It's exciting. And we're glad to have you with us. This episode was recorded on October 18th and we're going to actually pop into the conversation discussing the old paradigm of good versus bad and how maybe life is a little more complex than that. We hope you enjoy i'm like finishing up the good place but i won't spoil anything okay okay so you have like this dichotometric thinking of -hmm. like good and bad which obviously which is what the whole like show explores Mm -hmm. which Um, is
1: interesting because there's a couple of times where like Cheaty kind of brings up the idea of dichotomies but it's like like
0: mentions it when he's talking about like his philosophical shit yeah um but it's like it's kind of like that's act. what's interesting is like that's actually part of the old paradigm of that dichotomy of oh well you're good and you're bad and things are black and white and we don't have to think about anything else like that like that like trying to make human interaction and like connection simplistic versus complex Mm -hmm. um which i get it way back when that was a needed thing Mm -hmm. um but what but we were talking about like the new paradigm is like really getting to a place where things are have the ability to be complex that people aren't good or bad they're both in varying degrees at different times mm-hmm. and you know like so kind of, so we were talking a little bit about that and then you know talking about how like you know thinking about like where it is we really need to go with say society let's say um you know so instead of like living in a world where money is put above people money takes a back seat and it's just something everyone has the ability to get And that people then can focus on helping one another as well as themselves. Because a lot of the stuff, and I know the stuff we've been talking about, a lot of the problem is, and I do think it comes down to poverty, like that people don't have the brain space, let's say, Mm -hmm. to consider other people because they're trying to survive. So Mm -hmm. like, that's kind of like what we've been talking about. And mom, if you want to like say anything else or I just gave her kind of like a little rundown yeah
2: well I I didn't hear what you said in the beginning but um, one one of the points one of the points you had made too as we were talking was that idea of striving each and every day to be the best human being you can so whatever that you know, whatever that is, is that challenging your own thinking or challenging the status quo? Um, you know, doing doing what you can to to be a support in your community and for each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's one of the things, like you know, looking at Biden and looking at Trump and where that difference is. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's where, that's where the focus should be Mm -hmm. instead of on this, just trying to survive yeah, or trying to gain more power, you know, more power as in, in, um, status or more money. I mean, money is awesome, you know having money and i mean we we live in a world where you can do that and not saying that money is a bad thing in no way but the way our society is structured um especially at this point in time and i think that's really where that spotlight is at the moment is there's a lot of people in in really really tough spots and to have to have a, a helping hand and to have support financially, having that financial support certainly makes it a hell of a lot easier to navigate the world that we currently live in.
0: Right. Yeah, because like, as I see it, like we don't live in a world that is for people. <laughs> really? What do you mean? Like it's not about like it's not about like it's it's more about the things we have versus the people that we have which i think is like a big thing that i noticed during quarantine mm. was that was like the biggest shift for me because like i had my 2020 planned like i was going to go to concerts and do this thing and do that thing and i wanted to do this and start that but really like when i mean once you get once you're in quarantine like everything that didn't matter really kind of like went away
2: or what you distracted yourself with. So there's, yeah, that's, I think another part of it, but go, yeah, go ahead.
0: Right. So it was like all, like, it's like all these distractions, like the things that you thought were important Mm -hmm. are not important. Like you don't need the next iPhone. You'll survive with the phone that you've had. Like for example, like it's not the end of the world or that concert you were going to go to really wasn't important What I like, for example, for me, what I really yeah, was I bummed I couldn't go to my concert, but I was more bummed I couldn't see my best friends like like the birth of my godchild like that was actually more important than anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was like it's like quarantine and this these experiences that everyone's going through, regardless of where we're at, you have to like consider what what is and isn't important really in the scheme of things like it's like kind of differentiating between what's a want and what's a need people are a need you need people in your life Mm -hmm. you don't need things in your life like things are never going to make you happy that's like that's that's the truth when it really comes down to it
2: they're they're material things material things are 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 certainly nice and we need them to like you know do the work that we do and that kind of stuff absolutely but to fill, you know, to fill that void of, you know, relationships, that's where, where we, you know, I think that's where we get, get ourselves in not so good places.
1: Well, if you think about um, one thing you had mentioned earlier, um, if you think about Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, so mm. it's basically, are both of you familiar with it?
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, for the most part.
1: So basically you're starting at the bottom of the pyramid. Like you need your psychological needs. You need food. You need water. You need warmth. You need rest. And then goes up to the safety needs, security and safety and the belongingness and love needs. So you need your intimate relationships. You need your friends. When we're when we have so many people in this world right now who aren't getting those basic needs met. Because people are being evicted, people just don't have that financial security that they feel okay enough to pay the bills, that they don't feel safe where they're at. Whatever that is, if they don't have those needs met, they're not going to be able to think think beyond that. They're going to be stuck in that place where they have to think about those things. So they can't even... Well,
2: but... Yeah. the other thing, the other part of this, too, is is taking what you're saying there, Lynn, is also being having the wherewithal to realize you're stuck there. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah,
2: that's the place where um, I think comes in that that becomes really important for people, you know, to be able to have that wherewithal if you don't. And you, it's like getting stuck there. And it's like, you know, that um, the hamster on the wheel and you're constantly stressing. And, yeah. you know, that's a spiral downward. Um, yeah. But one of the things I wanted to, to interject here is like what we're talking about is the pandemic really placed a focus on what is what isn't working well in society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. as
0: a whole because right because it's not about because i was thinking on the car ride back i had ran to walmart um i do a lot of thinking while driving um it was like it's it's like for example it's like the old ways are not wrong or bad they just don't work very well Mm -hmm. that's it like they just don't work like we've tried it for years years but we are more depressed We're more alone, we're more angry, more frustrated, more divided. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, yeah, more. And I think to be a little bit more precise there, not so much alone, but lonely, even with people around. So then you go into a pandemic and you're alone, and that loneliness becomes even more magnified because you're sitting in it. And there's a few articles that I've come across. About, pan, you know, quote, pandemic fatigue.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And people are having like meltdowns. And there's articles out there of like how to maneuver meltdowns because of this pandemic fatigue that people are having. Um, <laughs> I
0: have, I, <laughs> I think we've all had our moments of meltdown. I think like every single person probably has in their own way. And like, I, my best suggestion is just go through it. Mm hmm. Just let yourself go through it and then pull yourself out. And talk to someone. Yes. But
2: this article was great. I mean, it really was like, you know, having like fostering awareness of what's going Mm -hmm. on and what you can do and how to get, you know, how to actually maneuver that gracefully. Um, But what you're saying, Len, about that hierarchy is, is very true. So suddenly we're in a pandemic. Mm hmm. And people who, you know, ourselves included, who are going along, you know, doing our right, you know, money to pay the bills and some extra Mm -hmm. and, you know, having our lives pretty much where we wanted them to be at the moment. And then we're thrust into this environment and you begin to see where there's, you know, the cracks start to appear. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the spotlight has now been shown, you know, shining on those, um, and like the 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 mounting evictions and, um, you know, people people you know getting sick and it it yeah it's a shit show.
0: Yeah, people it's just getting upset, not being show. able to pay bills, not being able to feed their kids, like you know, not have being able to have essentials or unable to. You know, the schooling that their kids need because or college students not being able to get their their what they should get out of their college experience because they have to now do virtual and nothing's set up that way. It's like there's so many layers to this or judicial. I mean, Black Lives Matter. I mean, Mm -hmm. the whole administration. I mean, it just it's just like from top to bottom. It's so easy now to be like that's not working but then you of course have to then consider the people who are fighting to the death telling everyone hey this can't change nothing can change we can never change because this is the only way and there's no other way because there's just no other way well how the hell what's on the other side i don't know what's on the. it's and it's like that they're like literally in a tunnel of fear because they don't know what's on the other side it looks like to me which nobody does right like nobody does
2: it's that idea of, well, that, that was good enough for Uncle Joe and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> no, you know, we're not. No, 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 no. We can't change. Uh, which is, interestingly enough, is like the you know point that I wanted to bring up here um, is like best place to see it is in business, in the businesses mm-hmm. who have been able to pivot quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're willing to jump jump off into that unknown and. The ones who were making, you know, hell. there was a pizza company who pivoted to make the face shields for for the um, for the medical workers.
0: Yep. Or there was a vodka. It was a distillery that turned into making hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Yep.
1: Or um, even I was I was at the grocery store the other day and a local distillery made rubbing alcohol. And was selling mm-hmm. them in bottles that looked like vodka. Now they did have yep. like tons of warnings all over them. Like, this is not drinking <laughs> alcohol. But it was Wish just the fact needed, that they yeah. yeah, it was necessary and they're like, Okay, you know what? We can do this.
2: Which is really an entrepreneurial spirit and that ability to um to embrace that, you know, that change and to consider like, okay, I can't do this thing anymore. This way of thinking isn't working for me and be able to pivot to okay what you know again like what can i do what can i do differently here um has really been like that dividing point of the people that are are you know like working their way through it including us um to people that really don't see a way out and like those folks need a hand they, they yeah. severely need a hand. And I know there's like programs out there that like the kids who didn't have laptops to be able to to do their schoolwork at home. You know, there were mm-hmm. there were organizations that, you know, stepped in to help. Well, what about those kids where nobody did step in to help? So it's yeah. like that kind of cascading of this ripple through, you know, the United States of. People where who we can... don't
0: care for one another actually yes
2: yeah exactly like that should have been taken care of
0: right and i think that's like maybe the biggest thing it's like you know it's seeing where americans specifically have refused or denied that caring for one another it's like if you see something broke just fix it or if you see someone who needs help Help them. Don't ask them what they need. Just do it. Like, you know, like we all know intuitively if we actually are honest with ourselves enough what someone else needs when we see someone else struggling or in pain.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. It's like, what would you want someone to do for you? Like asking yourselves those really hard questions, even if it's uncomfortable. And that's okay if it's uncomfortable. I think these times are – the uncomfortableness is is a way to – put fuel in the gas tank let's say because you can use that energy because it's like you because if you let it sit there it kind of becomes anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. Uh, at least in my case
2: well i yeah i think in most cases
0: yeah so like if you just like let it sit there and you like don't actually reach outward and you stay inward that's going to happen you'll like it kind of festers really in you but if you like you put it in the fuel tank be like, okay, I'm feeling this way, this way. I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm upset, whatever. And you're like, I'm gonna use it though because that's an energy still. It's a type of energy, and then you can be like, okay, what do other people need now? And then as you're helping others, you're helping you. Like it's like not it's not one or the other. It's actually a mutual benefit. Yeah. And that's like the I think that's a new way of thinking for people because you see it a lot with the like Trump people, you know. Because it's like one or the other, but that's not actually how it's not it's not us versus them. It's actually us together because we're all together in this. If we help one another, we help each other Mm -hmm. because that's really the way out of this. Right. This idea that
1: I see I see a lot on social media about um, about programs who programs that help people and who actually deserves it and who doesn't this whole idea of the welfare queen and all that kind of stereotypical bullshit. It's like, I was reading this morning about uh, Massachusetts and how their, um, their eviction memorandum that was on the um, basically said that no one can be evicted if they can't pay because of COVID. And then there was, I believe that they had some sort of situation set up where The um, state would pay your rent on your behalf. We had something Mm -hmm. similar in Pennsylvania. Well, that's running out. And basically what they're saying is there are going to be thousands of eviction cases entering the courts. And the problem is, is that if all these people get evicted, we're heading into the winter, winter in Massachusetts, of all places, where it's going to be extremely cold and they don't have room in the shelters. They don't have Section 8 housing available. The um, the uh, subsidized housing is backed up. The wait list is years before you can actually get into those housing situations. And they don't know what they're going to do with all these people or where they're going to go because these people aren't going to be able to get help under the current... Um, under the current situation of what the govern of what the government there is able to do, what's in place. So it's like we need to step beyond look look beyond um, does this person deserve it? Does this person not deserve it? Like get step it beyond doesn't, that it doesn't fucking matter moral superiority. Yeah,
0: because it doesn't matter. Someone needs help. Right. It's like it because that's that is it's a moral stance and a dichotometric stance actually mm-hmm. to think yep. who deserves what everybody deserves it because everybody needs shelter and needs stability and a safe place because they exist yeah that's huh. really that that's it that's all that's yep. that's it there's no uh, you don't have to make it more convoluted than that because or uh, that's it they exist they deserve to have the help period you don't know them. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know how they got there. Most people don't ask. Now we should have a system where people can do that one-on-one and understand what someone's actually going through. I do believe that, that we need to be built into the system. That's like a place that I see where everything lacks. It's the same thing with student debt. They don't actually consider all the other bills you pay. It's like... You do realize, like I pay rent and food and my car. It's not like my income goes straight just into my my student loans. I know it's like a very simplistic example, but you can apply that to other scenarios. Like you don't know why that person's in this situation. Like it could just be that's just what ha- fucking happened. But the fact that people exist because you're here, you deserve to be ta- to have the things that are your essential needs. Like you said in that uh, Maslow's hierarchy, it's like shelter, safety, security, food, like lights, heat, like just let them have it. Like, what is it really going to break down besides this barrier between people
1: Hell, even, to actually
0: give a shit? Yeah,
1: <laughs> even prisoners deserve their basic needs to be met. And honest to God, if we actually, you know, help the people in prison Get their lives together. They might actually be able to be
2: like, yeah, like contribute, like you know, contributing members. But basically,
1: we're saying let's let's throw them away. Let's lock away the key. Let's. Well, they throw the baby out with the bathwater. Basically, yeah. Fuck recidivism. Who needs it? It's
0: it's it's basically how they think of hell in the good place in the TV show. Yeah, they're like, oh, you did this bad thing, and now you're in hell forever, and you have no takesy backsies. Like you're not allowed to grow or change or like because that's what human nature is supposed to do we're supposed to grow and change and evolve because that's the way you survive
2: right and um (laughs) and and if anybody hasn't seen the good place highly recommend the show it's excellent yes so Um, so good good. but just like just like you see a lot of the attack ads on um joe biden it's like well he thought like this 30 years ago well you know what maybe maybe he He's had more life experience, maybe, you know, what he experienced in a single moment or a thought. It's like, yeah, you know what? Um, He highly likely thinks differently about that particular thing 30 years later. So why are we bringing 30 years ago up?
0: Yeah. Like, like real question here to the audience, like everyone listening. Are you the same person as you were like even five, 10 years ago? That's a real question. That, that's a real question to ask yourself. Like, no, the answer is no. Like, we all know you are a different person today than you are even a couple months ago mm-hmm. because you've had yeah. more experience.
2: Yeah. Even a, because a year ago. Because you had time to
0: think through things. Yeah. A year ago. Like, we all change because, because, like, who you are is an, accum- is an accumulative experience, right? Yeah. It, it accumulates over years. And. The more experiences you have, the more you have to actually look at the world differently. Mm-hmm. You this have more true. opportunities to consider things differently. And every single person on this planet has the ability to do that. Right. And- you know, even the even the country bunkins back here who live super simple lives, which is completely okay. Like there's nothing wrong with it. They have the ability to think through those things for themselves. They absolutely do. We all do.
2: Well, we're we're country bumpkins.
0: We yeah. are. <laughs> we come from country bumpkins. Yes, we are country bumpkins. Um, <laughs> yes, they're my people. That's why I stand up for them. When yeah. I have, I mean, I I've talked I've talked to a lot of liberals and Democrats. I I consider myself one, but I talk to a lot of my friends who talk shit about Trump's people, and I'm like you you know you're not actually considering them people. Like, they're people. They live, breathe, they have loved ones, they love people, they hate, they they feel, they, you know, they experience grief and sadness. Yeah, They do they have a... Are they following a real fucked up person who is, like, basically using everything that they need to work through against them? Absolutely. fucking But are you going to stand on the other side and say you're better, or are you going to reach across and actually say, hey... I see you're going through something, and I want to help in whatever way I can. You know, for us, it's to, for me at least, I should say, for me, it's just to talk to people about that just because you don't understand someone or where they come from doesn't make them stupid or bad or anything in between. It's just you don't understand where they're coming from and haven't asked the questions to understand, so you know how to help them.
2: Yeah, it's also that idea of meeting people where they are yeah like look yeah you know what you may have had other experiences or have gained knowledge but those experiences and the knowledge you have isn't there for you to just like hang on to for dear life it's there to actually share now whether or not somebody you know is it you know want, you know wants to be you know wants that or you know whatever but you gotta at least check you have to at least check to see where somebody is at you know there are people are going to refuse you know refuse a hand or or refuse a, um, a hand out of where they may be stuck and that's a that you know that's their that's their prerogative but at least you have to check
0: and every time they come back around you check again because most likely They will like I I have family who, well, they are they're Trump supporters and they are very set in their ways. And that's, you know, that's that's just where they're at. But every time they come around, I have to find out, like, do you want to do something different here? Because what I see you going through doesn't look very pleasant. Right. And and I'm concerned and love you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And the other and the other piece here is Each and every one of us has had someone in our life who has done the same for us.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: And that's the the reason we can even talk about this.
0: I I mean, it's the only way we're able to talk about this Mm -hmm. because we've had people there who actually, well, held our feet in the fire because they saw we were in pain of some sort and are like, hey, I see you hurt. You're hurting. What is that really about? Now, obviously, it wasn't in those words. Because we were, you know, angry or depressed or grieving or, you know, in those really, really raw and vulnerable spots in those moments. But they didn't do what Trump did, where he abused <laughs> that power that he has and said, hey, yeah, your fears are actually legit and you can never get out of this. Right. No, and they're feed like. It. Right. Exactly. And just feed that loop and f- just like fuck around no, they actually were like hey, I see you. I see you're in pain. What do you want to do about this? Cuz I'm here. You can lean on me and crash against me to get through this. Right, and I can give mm-hmm. you a
2: hand out. Yep. You know, and like like we took the hand. Yep. In in most of They're those kicking cases. Kicking and screaming
0: sometimes. <laughs> kicking and screaming,
2: and you know what? Sometimes I kind of bit the hand too and you know, <laughs> over in a few times. But however, we had people in our lives who extended a hand to us when we really, really needed it. Mm -hmm.
0: And I I think that's what really, I think that's, like, what really in America, like, it lacks. Like, when something gets really difficult, and and this is, like, just from, like, my family experience and friends' experience, like, a lot of times people, like, can't even go there with others. Like, we are so cut off from allowing ourselves to hurt because it, like... Because they get it's I don't exactly know why, because I'm sure it's different for everybody, like why that's happening. And it might be a a much over a much larger, overarching thing for all of of America because we all share ideals because we live in the same country. You know, we're going to share those things. So it's like probably a combination of a much larger thought here, as well as individual thoughts and broken down into like families and like yourself and like your community and like all those factors that play into it. So it's kind of complex. But I think the big takeaway here is getting to a place where we actually care for one another. And it's okay to disagree with one another. That's different. That's not the same thing. Because you kind of need that back and forth because everyone has their own thoughts and ideas on how things could work. But you actually need that back and forth to find somewhere it works for both parties which you know if you look at the government right now specifically like that's not happening and it hasn't been happening for years like they stopped helping one another basically and right, just like right. on either side mm-hmm. reaching
2: across <laughs> it yeah reaching across the table
1: and sometimes like what what it means to like really be there with someone is as simple as crying with them like just like that being willing to go into those vulnerable places with them and just showing yeah. that you're there.
2: Yep. Or mm-hmm. or literally sitting with them and letting them get whatever it is they need to off their chest or holding them as they cry. Um, I mean, any, any of that. Um, and which reminds me this morning, first thing I saw, I don't know if you guys saw this, there is a documentary, a documentary out, and it is called "The Way I See It," and uh, basically, this is this was Barack Obama's. I don't know what you want to call him. It, it was a guy who t- who did the photography. Um, I think his name is Pete Souza. So he was he he was always there, and he was capturing those those really incredible moments, and. I I saw a little I saw a little bit of it in some of the images. One of the images um, that really got to me is when the shootings the shooting happened in Sandy Hook at the at that elementary school. Obama went and comforted those parents, and there's this beautiful image of him just holding the you know literally holding these two parents as they as as they, as they cried in his arms and that right there is what we no longer have in our white house in the government that is is has been has been given the opportunity to be in power and are who are there to to you know serve the united you know serve the people of the united states but also to to be there in those challenging times. Uh, and I really, I haven't been able to watch the documentary yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, what a lot is being said is really showing like what we are currently lacking. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's so true because it is a stark contrast to what Trump is currently currently doing.
0: It is. I mean, well, you even saw it in the like in the. I know the presidential debates were a fucking hot mess, but the contrast, which uh, you know, obviously the only thing people can see are differences.
2: That's just well, it's how how, yeah, you have to be able to see the difference.
0: Right. So, but you you starkly Mm -hmm. saw the difference, like Joe talked to the camera trump refused to look at the camera he looked at joe yeah yeah so that that alone should be like red flag here it's like you can see how both of those men see themselves and their position in the world and how they see others in just that that specific body language because trump made it about him joe wanted it to be about the people Mm -hmm. right
2: um joe joe biden has a very much you know similar um i don't know what the fuck to call it it's like a a mindset like if you look at barack obama and you look at joe biden they're on that same kind of wavelength
0: yeah 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 yeah
2: they actually Mm -hmm. they give they give a shit about the people around them and they are there yeah they're they're there to 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 serve the people and one of one of the things that in this little clip of the documentary that was pointed out was obama obama um he he actually filled the the office of president he he respected that that power that he had as office of president you know and you know joe biden is exhibiting that very same presence if you want to call it that yeah you know he has he you know he respects that position Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and that's what i think one of the very essential things to have in someone if they're running for president
0: absolutely yeah caring about caring about others understanding and respecting the position that you're that office that you're
2: going to you know hold and fill because it's really it's really The office, you know, there's like, you can think about it as the office of president has like, there's tenants that you, you have to embody to fulfill it.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. And well, Trump has shit on that. And I think I've, 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 you know, pretty much have driven this one home as hard as, (laughs) pounded it home as hard as I can is he's pretty much an abomination to, you know, that idea of the office of president. Um. He has absolutely yeah. no respect for it. He has shit on it. He has abused it.
0: Yeah, and I, I I think, honestly, like, the way to go is, like, for media outlets to just stop reporting on him.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, the way, well, some of them really have, like, when he was doing all the briefings, I know the major stations just stopped playing it.
0: I mean, it's exactly what Trump needs, actually. He needs people to actually... Stop paying attention to him.
2: Well, it's well, yeah, well, or or to just beat his ass like the moderator did in this his town hall.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I actually didn't get to see that.
2: I've seen clips of it, and she—I don't remember her name at the moment—took him to. Yeah, task. she's like, oh,
0: so you're saying yes? <laughs> like you don't like? So you're saying? I don't know, it was like over his like, are you gonna tell us who you're in debt to? And he wouldn't answer so she was like, Okay, yeah, so you're just not going to, to tell us then, like this is what you're saying. She, like you're just not going to. Yeah, she fact checked him on him. the spot. Fact checked him Good. on the spot.
1: Good. Yes. He should they should have been fact checked on the spot during both debates that actually happened. And
2: and you you knew she was right on target is when they came out later and oh, trashed her oh yeah yes yeah so you knew that she was like right on the money because trump's people whatever you, you want to call him his entourage whatever came out and attacked her an hour later after the debate
0: yeah you know yeah, no, you've done your job you've done your job when you have the administration yeah. like yeah. coming out after you and all that crazy like shit Just us with our podcast. We've had a
1: couple people message or comment on us.
2: Well, yeah. And we're, we're little. We're literally bidding. We're, we're little. So we know.
1: So to us, it's like, you know, yeah, are they fucking trolls? Yes. But it shows that we're doing what we need to be doing here, that we're doing something. Right. We're 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 saying,
2: we're we're saying, you're actually doing something with what we're saying. Um, but yeah, even even Dr. Fauci has pretty much come out swinging with the shit that um, Trump people have pulled with the um, uh, the, uh, the advertising spots where they've pieced together what he said to make it look like he was backing Trump. And yeah, Uh-oh. Fauci ain't a happy camper. And he's like, just letting everybody know about it. He's like, mm, No. Mm-mm, this is not what I said Yep. but yeah he's uh <laughs> yeah he ain't happy
0: I, I really I really think I really think at this point the best thing everyone can do is to one stop and consider what is actually needed and important in your life since quarantine like what 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 sticks out to you as what actually matters? Like for me, it was, you know, a small couple, small groups of people around me. And that's actually what mattered. Not like, you know, the next vacation or the next concert or the next thing. It was uh, people. You know, that was, that's for me. And I think, you know, I think maybe everyone has probably, I'm going to guess something similar along those lines. Since we're talking about actually shifting that old paradigm from being closed off from people to understanding that we need to care for one another in a way in which each of us can be the best version of who we're supposed to be in the world. Yes. Amen to that. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, like, what – I guess, like, I put you guys at task a little bit here to really consider, like, what are other possibilities on how we could shift the country just a little bit? Like, it doesn't have – nothing – none of this has to be monumental. Like, it will be monumental because if we all shift together, it will create, like, right. this big shift. But it's, like, this tiny increment change that each of us make and we make right. a bigger right. change altogether.
2: It only needs to be like just just a just a smidge. <laughs> if anybody knows what a smidge is. Yeah. Um and then consider like a that smidge. ripple in the pond, you know, that that you throw a pebble in and then it builds and builds and builds. Yeah.
1: It Yeah, it's like you start if you start with the people in your in your household, like I can start me and my boyfriend. If I'm actually there for him, then he can be there for someone else. And then that ripples outward. They can be there for someone else. And then after a while, there's small community groups that are going to start being there for one another. And it just grows. Right. Just starts Mm -hmm. with that, like just being there for one person, but giving them the space to be able to be there for someone else.
0: Right. Exactly. And if we all do that for one another, that builds. And it's like we all have to kind of share in that idea right because it's it's exponential
2: if you if you consider you know you going Mm -hmm. out we're like lynn like you were saying in your family and each of us have had that experience within our family over the past few months and then they have an influence on the people that they know and then those people then have an influence on the people that they know it's it's an exponential growth and and that that's yeah that's how a movement starts because you have to have you have to have that person who opens the door and then then you have that those other couple people like i think they call them early adopters right in the business world they early adopters mm-hmm. and then they they take what you put out there and then You know, you you begin to watch other people join in because they're like, hey, they did it, you know, and I can do that, you know, and then you just see more and more people. But that's that's the idea. Um, And and it's actually it's actually scientifically proven of how that works. It's human nature. We're we're wired that way.
0: Yep. And we and I and we really just need to get back on that natural order. It's like we got off, but we kind of went off the the rails there. there. But we need to (laughs) let's course correct here. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's like it's it's utterly possible. So, you know, we weren't able to go to the to the women's march in DC because our aunt passed away from COVID, and it was like both me and mom and Len, like we all wanted to go so badly, and I was I was exceedingly upset about it and we'll talk about more of this later but it was like it was it was more important for us to be that support for family and be there for those people versus going to the march because we knew there's going to be a ton of people like there's it's not just us this is like a group effort here right like the march has tons of people going you know we're kind of we had to stay back because we had family to take care of. Like, that's really at the end of the day. It's like it's but it's in those moments that we have that are what makes all the difference, too.
2: Just maybe to, to add to that thought a little bit is we really wanted. Yeah, we really wanted to. The reason we wanted to participate in that march, because that was it was something that we could do.
0: Yeah, it's like, it, it was like, we were able to do our little part and add to that, it add to to those, to the march, to that thought, to that movement. But in, in retrospect, the fact is we were adding to that thought and to the idea of caring for one another yeah. because <laughs> we were caring for our yep. family. Yep, we were. So it's like. It's like really, actually, this was on the Hamilton and Biden. It was one girl speaking, I don't know who it was, who was part of the Hamilton cast, but she was saying, like, you know, you don't have to do this big monumental thing, you do these little things like in your community or with your family. And like we're talking, like those things, again, are exponential. And that's actually where we're going to leave you guys. We're going to leave you with those thoughts for you to kind of ponder and mold over. We would love to hear from you feel free to drop us a line at any of our social media accounts. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The3Podcasts. And you can also shoot us an email at the3podcastofficial at gmail.com. If you would like to see and read more of our content, you can visit our website, wwwthe 3 podcastcom So stick around, guys, for more. And just to leave you with... One
2: final thought to tie this all up with a bow. It is a quote from Mother Teresa. We can do no great things, only small things with great love.
1: And we'll see you soon. The Three Podcast out.